welcome to the Getting Weird podcast. My name is Daria Anderson and my co-host, Christine Bellinger. Hello. And today uh, we're very excited to talk to you about a fun little experiment we did with drawing a different card each day, um, a tarot card or animal spirit card. So We'll talk about that with you, but first, uh, let's check in. So, Christine, how's your week been? Yeah, my week's been good. It's actually been better. I, I didn't have any random strangers yell at me or anyone being weirdly mean to me. Well, that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> All of my public, uh, my public encounters have gone smoothly. Um, I ha- it's been a great week. The weather's getting nice, and um, I did. Um, I finally did a photo shoot that I had planned back in like January, mostly for for my website and just some marketing things. But I did it. Shout out to uh, Chantel Heng- Hengress. Hengress, I think it's how you say her last name, with Lumen Photography. She did such an amazing job. She does like boudoir photography. So it's kind Mm. of like sexy, sensual stuff. And Mm. it's really like her photo shoots are all about making you feel empowered. Mm. And it was just such an amazing experience. Like I haven't even seen the pictures yet. And I know they're going to be awesome because that energy that she, her energy and just that what she brings out in you is so good. And we were outside, we went down by um, South Mesa trailhead. And so we were in, I was in the Creek. I was like out in the mountains. We did a bunch of different location kind of shots and it was just so fun. It was so fun. I really recommend that every woman, every woman should, should do it. So is it, is it that you try to, look and feel sexy or what is it like? What is the experience like? Yeah, it's, I mean, some of the poses are like, I'm using it for my website and things like that. So I did, I was, I was like, can we make this like a mix of business and pleasure? Uh, Because my business is all about empowering women as well. So we kind of, we did some really sexy shots. And then Mm -hmm. we also did some, some just, like standing in your power, like your feminine power shots. Wow. Yeah. So I did some yoga stuff too, um, like meditation type shots, but mostly it was just having fun without a top on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very, that sounds cool because I don't know about you, but I wonder if a lot of other women just have that feeling of as you get older, you have your job and more responsibilities. There isn't as much opportunity to feel really attractive or maybe not even attractive, but just, yeah, really in your own womanly power and that sensual energy. And then you kind of forget that that's a part of you or a thing that you do and how to do it. So sounds like a nice way to reconnect with that part. Yeah. And especially if you've been, if you've been in a relationship for a long time and a monogamous relationship for a long time, or even just, yeah, as we load up our responsibilities, sexuality kind of gets pushed to the back burner and also just age and how your hormones change. You know, you just don't feel as you move into 
you know, perimenopause and that season of your life, you might not feel as sexy because your hormones are so kind of all over the place and uh, those changes are natural, but it's nice. It was really a, just a amazing, magical, I would say it was even magical experience. What is this? What is this person's name? Her name's Chantel. She, she's the owner of, it's called Lumen Photography. So you can follow her on Instagram so and just check out her stuff. Would you recommend this for people who are more shy? Does Chantel help you come out of your uh, shell a little bit? Or do you, think, do you think you have to be more of a person who wants to go out there and experience their sensuality and they're more comfortable with that? I mean, you definitely have to want it. I mean, you have to pay for it. So you have to want it yeah. bad enough that... I guess what I mean is, do you... If, someone is not that confident or comfortable, but they do want that. Is this a good way to explore that? Or do you think you need to start smaller? Yes. I mean, I think it's a great, she, she's not going to make you do anything you feel uncomfortable with. It's up to you. She meets you where you are. So yeah, I would say, I, but I really think like every woman should do it. And just to clarify. So you were topless at the South Mesa trailhead. Uh, for a few few minutes, not at the trailhead. I don't even want to. I don't want to like blow up her spot because I know she takes other clients there. So never mind. Okay, so there's like secret <laughs> spots that secret she spots. knows. Yeah. So you're not just out. No, there were the- a lot of people out. Um, she was surprised. She's like, oh man, usually on weekdays, you know, this is this is empty. I'm like, well, everyone's not working, so a lot of people are out, and it's just the weather's really nice. So, you know, I didn't. There are a couple people out maybe that might've saw some, some profile of a tit, but (laughs) wasn't too worried about it. But if you follow her on Instagram, I just want to get her a plug because you'll see what kind of things she does. So it's not all like nude. It's a lot, a lot of it's clothes that clothed and just slightly revealing, like more sexy and sensual. Mm -hmm. So, so that was like the highlight of my week. I'm still, I'm still, running off those vibes. I just felt so good afterwards. Yay, that's awesome. What have you been up to? Well, uh, nothing that exciting. Um, Yeah, it's just been getting really hot out, just hanging out in the hammock on the patio, going for hikes and stuff. Getting back to work has been pretty good. It's nice to have an opportunity to see people again and it's definitely a different feel working right now after having had all this time of basically working from home or just taking it way easier and I think I might try to just keep a more try to design my life so that I have a more lax schedule going back and I think quarantine in a way was good because it showed me that I can have a pretty mellow schedule and still be productive in work and financially and things like that. And that a lot of the time intensity that we put in for work, at least for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people is self-imposed. It's not necessarily true that you need to work 40 hours a week to be productive and there's some 
people that think it's counterproductive to work that much because it kind of sucks your creativity. And if you are working constantly for that long, you can't be as productive. Whereas if you just work in small chunks and do other stuff, you can be more productive. At least that's what I've found. Yeah, I've definitely, I can agree with that, with my own experience. I've definitely have these like runs that I get into where it's like these creative runs where I get an idea and I just write about it or I, I, you know, do something about it. I might get sucked into it for like eight hours. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's like a couple days where maybe I don't want to do much. And there's yeah. it's just like, it's like and actually then- going into your own working with your own creative flow when you have that time. Yeah. And not being, not feeling guilty for having times where it's a work day and you're not being super productive because you know, okay, if I take this time and do something completely different, whether it's going for a hike or cleaning the house, whatever you feel like doing, you know, watching Netflix or journaling or doing something else, that makes you happy playing music, making art, whatever, that when you come back to your quote work, that you'll have a, um, a more productive experience. So mm-hmm. that was really eye-opening for me and, and playing with that. I also finished a book. Uh, I think I told you about it called You Are the Placebo. Did we talk about this last time? Uh, I think we talked about it off air. Oh yeah. So yeah, that Joe Dispenza. Yeah, Joe Dispenza wrote this book, um, You Are the Placebo. And it's really interesting for me, you know, we're both interested in health and health issues. And his whole book is basically about how your health, a lot of chronic health issues are related to the way we think and beliefs that we have. And even as I say that now, it sounds woo-woo and reductionist almost, but the way he writes the book is he just starts off with lots of studies and lots of science as to, and goes through how this works, how when you're thinking a certain way, it activates different pathways in your brain that's going to activate different hormones and neurotransmitters being released that's going to decode different parts of your DNA, that's going to make you make different proteins, that's going to change your whole physiology. And it makes so much sense. But I think the way that we've been, I guess, raised and taught with science is that mind and body are separate. The body is this mechanical machine that is treated with surgeries and with medicine And the mind is something that you treat with psychotherapy and also probably with surgery and medicine to some degree. Oh yeah. Pharmaceuticals for sure. (laughs) Yes. And for some reason it seems unrealistic or metaphysical to think that what your mind is doing affects what your body is doing. But when you really think about it and you really look at the literature And you really look at the way that things work and just being logical, you can't separate the two. And we feel that all the time. We feel the things that we think and our emotions in our body all the time. For example, when you get butterflies in your stomach or 
when you get embarrassed and you get really hot and flushed and when you get really sad, you cry, when you get really happy, you smile. Those are all thoughts that are making your body do something or vice versa, right? If you are sad and you start smiling a lot, you can actually make yourself feel feel happier. Yeah. 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 So that was a great book for me. I actually started reading it um, a couple years ago and just kind of put it down. some Some of these books, I think you have to be in the right headspace for, you have to be ready to receive it. And so I think at that time I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And now going back, it just felt like the really right thing for me right now. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool book. I haven't, I mean, I read it when it came out like six, probably six or seven years ago, I think was when it came out. Yeah, so, it's, it's pretty old. Um, I, I did read his newer book, Becoming Supernatural, last summer. And uh, it was kind of an extension of all of his, the, the things that he teaches already, but it's like higher thoughts create energy and um, it, was, it was a good book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. So that was kind of fun. And there's some meditations that he recommends to help change your beliefs, to change your physical life and anything else basically in your life. So I've been doing those uh you can download those on audible they're one's about an hour or something and yeah so it's been kind of fun to experiment with that and see where it takes me that's awesome yeah yeah so it's been a good week you know yeah man i hear you yeah i'm reading a really cool book called awakening shakti have you ever it's a yoga book it's about the the time the goddesses of the Tantra and it goes into depth on each goddess and how that goddess is represented in ourselves and others and how to invoke the goddesses. So there's meditations and practices to invoke these goddesses when, when you need them and these terrific stories of, of the goddesses. It's just a really, Mm. I, I love like, fairy tale mythic aspect of yeah it's more fun yeah so it's the stories and then you read about these great goddesses and and it's just a really fun book but I recommend it for anyone who's into yoga really Awakening Shakti by Sally Kempton we'll put it in the show notes along with uh, oh yeah I know Sally Kempton she writes some meditation books as well is that true yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. So good, so good. It, it was like perfect that I'm reading it now and I did this like empowering photo shoot and yeah, it sounds all... like you're really stepping into your Shakti. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cards. Yeah, so cards. what was your what was your experience with the cards? So I feel like the cards, this is like a really great thing to do when you're trying to get familiar with like a new deck or you're just learning oracle cards or tarot because I personally wouldn't do a practice like this like I wouldn't arbitrarily pull a card every day I usually pull a pull cards when I'm faced with a problem that I need guidance on now Mm -hmm. I do have problems every day so I guess you know I I could say but it, it just feels more special when I do it 
um, when I feel like I really need to do it. That's just me personally. But pulling a card every day is a really good way, I think, to get to know your deck. Uh -huh. And I've used this, it's called the Queen of the Moon Oracle Deck by Stacy DeMarco. Whoa. And it's really, it, this was a good experience for me because I've had these cards for like a year, but I always end up pulling the same cards. Weird. Yeah. And so I'm really familiar with a few of the cards because they came up and they did come up in this past week, a couple of them that I've seen a lot. I'm like, whoa, this, here we go again. Um, but it's just a really good way to start to develop a relationship. I know that sounds kind of woo-woo and weird, but a relationship with your deck because you are um, using them as a source of, of divinity, right? Yeah. And, and you are using them as a way to look deeper within yourself. So they're going to mean different things to you. And it's like you said, you know, you start to see the same cards and you can say, oh, I'm seeing this card again. And I remember last time when this card came up for me, I was going through this and maybe you see how you process that at all. So yeah, I think there's a lot of value in getting more personal with the cards. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, this was fun. I had a, I had like a couple, I think when we first started, I think it was Thursday, right? Cause we just finished Wednesday's episode. So we started this practice Thursday. I might've pulled a card Wednesday night too, but on Thursday, I was just kind of feeling midweek last week. I was just feeling kind of depressed and unmotivated and just wanting to crawl under a rock and like still wait for all of this to be over because my, my business stuff isn't really moving forward because a lot of what I do is seeing people in the Pilates studio and using equipment and things like that. And I don't know when that's we're going to be allowed to do that, especially me, because I'm not an employee there. I'm just like an independent contractor. So anyways, I've been just kind of becoming impatient. Like I want to get back in the studio. I want to start working with people one-on-one -on -one again. And um, I just have to interject really yeah. quick and, and just remind you that just because you're not directly seeing clients, you are still doing a lot of work behind the scenes to move I'm doing, forward. Oh my God, I'm doing so much. And this, yes, you're right. And I am. And I realize that I still just but at, feel. But at that moment, you yeah. were kind of having that, oh, I'm not doing anything, which I think I can. And just not wanting. Can relate to. Just not wanting yeah. to do. Like, just, I'm like, uh, <laughs> just not <laughs> wanting to do anything. Yeah. And so true. I was depressed. And I was like, I'm just not going to, I'm going to take a week and not do anything towards my business. <laughs> so I had said yeah. that like Wednesday night. And then I pulled the card Thursday morning of action. I asked like, what energy will help me with today? And, and it was action. Oh. It was mm -hmm. basically telling me, and this is how I interpreted that I need to keep moving. I need to keep doing things to move forward. Like I can't just take time to sit and do nothing. And it was really good because I just started, I think, I think I started doing, implementing some things from this online. I'm going to mute myself for a little bit. We'll just, we'll just stay quiet for a second. We might have to change our time on, because it seems like 
because last week he was, I was mowing too. Say, yeah, they mow at this time every Wednesday. <laughs> so I get this action card and it's basically telling me to do the opposite of sitting like a loaf, which is what I really wanted to do. Even in last week's show, I was like, I just want to be the dude. Like, I want to just not care. And you did say that you wanted to be the dude. <laughs> just not care and just be cool with whatever. Uh, but this was a clear sign that I was supposed to start working. So I started working on some things from like the online business course I did. And then I started just getting more creative ideas. I started writing Yoga Nidra scripts and I'm coming up with a series, this manifesting with the moon Yoga Nidra series where you take, you take a manifestation from like beginning to end and you use the energies of the four major cycles of the moon. And so I started that and I can actually record, have my space, the space that I'm in right now to record. So I got, I just listened to the card and I started just moving forward. And now I'm back to where I was where, oh, okay. I'm just, I'm creating again. I'm doing more work behind the scenes. I'm doing more inner work. I'm not just giving up and loafing, uh-huh. which is what I really wanted to do last week. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think, you know, at least a couple times the cards have been, there's been some interesting synchronicities and things happening too. So what has been, well, well, what's an example of a synchronicity if you can think of one? Well, like right before the photo shoot, I pulled the queen of the moon card, which is like the highest card in this Oracle deck. And it's all about, yeah, it's all about personal sovereignty and owning your queendom. So it was a perfect, it couldn't have been a more perfect card for before I went for that shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it is kind of fun to do the day by day. And I agree, it has a nice utility of setting a tone for the day or just giving you, like you said, a little boost that you didn't know you needed. Um, So what was your process for pulling a card? Did you just pull the first card on the top of the deck? Do you shuffle them? What do you do? Um, I shuffle until I feel like I'm done. Like Mm -hmm. there's just a little voice inside me that says stop shuffling. And then I do a spread. I spread the cards and then I close my eyes and I like wave my hand over the cards, like maybe six inches above the cards. And I get this feeling of heat in my palm. Oh. And that's whenever I get that feeling, that's where I stop. And then I pull that card. Nice. What about you? Well, I, I used to do like, like you were doing the spread where I would spread them all out after shuffling them and just kind of get a sense of where I was being drawn. Uh, But this week I just did something a little more simple. It just, just to keep it a little more basic. And I would shuffle the deck and then I would cut the deck three times and then just stack it up however I felt like I wanted to stack it and then just pick the card that was on top. Um, And yeah, I like both processes. I don't think there's one right or wrong way to do it. And some pro tarot people probably are in the universe somewhere just cringing, not knowing why as we talk about this, but uh, I don't know. I think it's fine to just do it however you want to do it. 
it's your relationship with your own deck and your own relationship to your higher self that's you're getting these answers from anyways so it's like no one can tell you how to do it and it's my opinion yeah and it's so fun when you get one of those cards that are just so cool you know Mm -hmm. like like you were talking about the the queen of the moon Mm -hmm. card yeah you used your you used your uh, animal deck yeah so i only have this one deck it's the kim kranz animal deck um and i was just always drawn to it i had seen it before in the store um and then had seen one of my friends had it and i just thought it was so cool and then um eventually i just went out and bought it and i love it because animals make sense to me i feel like i can relate to animals more than I can relate to spiritual beings or swords and skeletons and like (laughs) traditional tarot decks. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's made it really fun for me and I love looking at the cards and, and I do think that animals do represent a lot of different things in our lives. So it's fun to see how the author interprets them and, um, Yeah, so one card that I drew that I thought was really interesting was, I think it was two days ago, I was feeling very contemplative, but also feeling very disconnected and disoriented with my physical environment. And what I mean by that is, I was not feeling very in my body. And that's something that I've noticed that as I get more agitated and I don't even want to use the word stressed, but kind of in a rush, you know what I mean? Was this happening last week or over the weekend? I would say like, I would say maybe late last week and into the weekend. Um, so one example that I have is I've been breaking a lot of dishes not on purpose, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's, and it's because I'm rushing. I don't, there's always dishes piling up in the sink and I'm always trying to wash dishes because we're at home. It's quarantine. I'm cooking a lot and I'm just trying to get them from the sink onto the drying rack or from the drying rack into the cupboards as quickly as I can. And I drop things and break them. And then Mm. I end up spending so much more time Cleaning, cleaning up. up the broken glass than if I would have just, because I'm rushing, I'm thinking about, I have to, I don't want to be doing this. I want to be doing these other things. And so it, that was coming up for me a lot. And I had broken, you know, three things in the last week, which was a sign to me, okay, you need to just slow down and just pay attention to what you're doing. Or for example, in the mornings, I don't have anywhere to be, you know, some days now I have to see clients. So I'm brushing my teeth while I'm trying to, you know, get stuff together for the day. But then I end up spilling toothpaste on things and having to Those things always go happen. up and downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it just ends up taking longer than if I would have just focused on what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
washing dishes is actually not that bad if you just feel the water on your skin and you know go through the experience of washing a dish is it's kind of relaxing but um or well you can make it that way or you can make it this thing that just sucks and you just have to get through it so i was i was being a little contemplative about where you're at mentally and how that affects what's happening in your reality and i I drew this card, the dragonfly, and the dragonfly is, it represents the master of light, illusion, and the mind. And in this book, it says the dragonfly is an ancient and ethereal creature that awakens a sense of wonder and all. The dragonfly is a symbol of the mind, as it is always moving, shifting, shimmering, and changing. When the dragonfly card appears, it's worth considering the quality of your mind and perception. Are they restless or still, dreamlike or crystal clear? The situation at hand may be different than it appears at first glance. The dragonfly reminds us to call on the mind so the light of wisdom can shine through. And then she has these little descriptions of when you're in balance or out of balance. So it says, when in balance, sees clearly, joyful, magical. When out of balance, can't concentrate, busy mind. To bring into balance, focus on the breath. And so that to me was kind of like you had a little jolt of, hey, wait, this is something that the undercurrent of my life has been very apparent, has been trying to show me, but by looking at the card and reading it and having that cognitive tactile experience, it made me go, Oh, okay. I actually need to slow down and be a little more mindful. So I think the cool thing about the cards is that they take something that might be happening in your subconscious mind and bring it to the forefront and make you want to take action on it. For you, it was literally taking action. For me, it was, okay, I need to slow down and enjoy these moments because every moment is all I ever really have. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you do some, some pranayama, some breathing exercises after? Because it said to, to balance it. To yeah, it. so I didn't do a specific breathing exercises, but one thing that helps me get in my body is just w observing my breath. So for example, if I'm washing dishes, instead of thinking about the million other things I have to do, I just try and notice my breath. And then I'll notice, wow, I have this water way hotter than it needs to be. And I'm just painfully burning my hands for no reason. Why don't I just turn, turn down the heat a little bit? And I will notice that the level of flow of the water is it's really high. And I noticed that there was this subconscious stressor for me of, oh my God, this is wasting so much water. But when I'm rushing, I'm just trying to get through. And it seems like taking a sec, the millisecond to turn down the flow of the water, my brain is rationalizing as I don't have time for that. But mm. obviously I do. And if I just turn down the heat and turn down the flow a little bit, that under the radar stress goes a little lower it's just like when you're driving and you're driving just a little faster than you need to be and it's just that it's just like slightly more stressful do you know what i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. But if you just drove a little slower, you'd probably still get there in the same amount of time because you're at the same stoplights with everybody and you'd just be a tiny bit less stressed. But those little tiny bits add up a lot. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't just affect you. It affects other people, too, because if you're that person mm-hmm. who's driving a little bit faster, you're going to be a little more tense. You're going to be a little more likely to tailgate someone or get pissed off because they're not, you know, they're not going fast enough or if they yeah. make a... You spread that energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good card. And then yesterday morning, I drew the card of the dragon. Which... Oh, dragonfly and then dragon. Yeah, right. So it was just it's such a cool card. It's the card that's on the cover of the box and it represents the Manipurna chakra or the center, the fire, you know, dragon's fire of action and digestion and moving forward. And I think kind of like you, my, we have, our work that we do, that's our day-to-day work. And then we have our work, that's our life work. That's our dream, our calling. And I think for me, when my day-to-day work starts to pick up, I notice that my life work and my calling and things that I feel like I'm really supposed to do kind of take a seat on the back burner. Sure. And I think the dragon card reminded me to return to that and say, okay, this is also really important. And just because it's not making you money right now, that's not all that matters in life. You have something to offer people and it's something that I'm excited about and want to put out to the world. So it just reminded me to not forget about that piece of piece of my life as I start to get busy again with my day-to-day. So yeah. So yeah, I got a lot out of the cards. Um, I don't know if I will keep doing it every day, but if you're a journaler, it's really nice to use as a tool for igniting a topic to journal about. Because Sometimes it just gets old to just say, yesterday I went to the store and I saw so-and-so. And And instead of just documenting, you can go a little deeper if you have a card to make you think a little deeper. Um, So yeah, if if you do a, a, a morning ritual that involves journaling or just reflection or contemplation, it might be a nice way to have a little daily practice like that. But yeah. For, yeah. I think it's great for getting started mm-hmm. with, like I said, with a new deck, or even if you're just like new to the whole idea of cards and playing around. And yeah, I journaled, I journaled about every card. I'm looking back and it's really interesting. So, so each card that I pulled has just one word on it. So I pulled in order, a dark, dark, long night moon growth, Um, action, power, extremes, attraction, and then I pulled attraction again, and then I pulled um, will. 
So, so looking, you can kind of pull, you could even pull cards for a week and then look at the themes that those cards share. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just an idea to, to, to kind of zoom out a little bit and not take it so day by day, but look at what these, it's like kind of like a timeline of how these energies are manifesting in your life or how they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see the little synchronicities in your life too. For example, after I drew the dragonfly card, my office is a owned by an acupuncturist where my clinic is and she has a lot of images of dragonflies because they represent certain things in Chinese medicine, I think, or feng shui, I'm not sure, but I never really looked at them or noticed and appreciated them. And being in the clinic last week, I just was looking at them thinking, wow, you know, dragonflies are a really cool animal. Cool. <laughs> and, and just the enjoyed looking at the visuals and appreciating them more. So that was kind of fun too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I definitely like anything to do with cards and decks. It's just such a pleasurable experience because especially when you get a deck you really like and it's it's something beautiful to look at. They're nice to hold. It's nice to take care of them and read about the little meanings behind them. It's a really nice, a nice way to go a little inward and deeper have a little fun with it and just have fun yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I would recommend doing a daily card or whenever you feel like it card to anyone who wants to try it yeah I typically use cards sometimes I'll do on certain days like on a new moon or a full moon I'll, I'll pull cards or a day that a big day like say if I had a job interview or something I would pull a card like which what energy would help me uh you know, be at my best today or what energy should I keep in mind as I'm moving throughout my day? Um, like I said, for me, it's just, I like doing it as like a special occasion type thing. It just feels more powerful that way. But as I look back through my journal, I pull cards all the time, like almost every day. <laughs> so, yeah, but you can get multiple decks and then, you know, play with it as much as, as much as feels good to you. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and if you don't have a deck you know there's lots of places you can buy them pretty much anywhere yeah there's even um app there's there's like tarot apps that will pull the cards for you it's all random oh, whoa. Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool yeah yeah cool yeah okay so uh we're gonna take a break next week and then we'll be back with uh forest bathing is gonna be our next topic and we'll put a link in the show notes also to what forest bathing is and how to do it if you want to follow along. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't already or give us a rating in the iTunes store if you use iTunes or podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And thank you again for tuning in. Have a happy Memorial Day week. Yes, Take care. Be, be kind to one another and we'll see you then. 
Yeah, so I'm Daria. And I'm Christine. Reminding you to... Get a little weird. Or just get a lot weird. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.